was thinking of speakerphones, conference calls, or call forwarding. My dad was ahead of the world by decades. His mind was going all the time. It still hurts me to admit this, but as a kid I had no interest in what my father was doing. There was nothing in me that was curious about any of it. You know, show me what those two wires do. Nothing. That stuff bored me. I was proud of his inventions, and I thought it was great that his mind could come up with those things, but show me how that works? Never. I remember sitting at the kitchen table when he was building his models and making plastic cases. He put his inventions in plastic cases to demonstrate how they worked, and just like his drawings, those cases were everywhere. They were glued together with model airplane glue, and the smell of that in the house was horrible. I can still see my dad sitting over there in his spaghetti-strapped T-shirts, just making those things. He sat there for hours and did that by himself. All hunched over with his hair flopping on his face, he would add the final touch and say, Now it's ready to be demonstrated. I did a cruel thing to my dad one time. It is fair to say that I did a lot of hurtful things to my father, but this one stands out. I always regretted it, still do and I wish I'd told him that at the end. My first wife, our new baby, and I were staying with my mother and him in Findlay, Ohio, where Buckeye Communications was his newest backer. We were living in a tri-level house, and I heard my dad running downstairs in the middle of the night. He must have had a dream about what he was making at the time. The thing was built, but one piece was missing, and it came to him in his sleep. He sang, I got it, I got it, I got it. The next morning he wakes me up all excited and says, Theo, I've got a demonstration for you. Go ahead, Dad, I told him. He called the weather and he called the time. You used to be able to call a number for both of those, and he did it all on one line. He put one on hold while he dialed the other, and then he patched them in. That was his demonstration. My father was so proud when he demonstrated the first conference call for me. Did you get that? My dad demonstrated the first conference call for me in 1967. I was there for that, but it was one of the few times I ever cussed around him. I said, what, are you kidding me? You woke me up for this? What the hell is that? Who cares about the weather and the time on one line? He said, this is just a demonstration, Thiel, but if I can do it with the weather and the time... I can do it with other calls. More than two people can talk on one line with this little device. What's the big deal about that? I asked him. You'll see, he told me. This is going to be big. That was it for me. I remember telling him, Dad, I'm going home to Miami. It's twenty degrees outside, it's snowing up to your waist, and I hate this place. I'm packing up my wife and kid, and I'm going home. I'll follow you, he tells me, and we left at Christmas time. Recognizing the commercial potential of his newest invention, the conference call, my dad broke with Buckeye Communications to join two entrepreneurs. He would get screwed on that invention, too. The first was the speakerphone, which he invented in 1946, two years before my birth. Chasing dollars. My dad was always chasing dollars that should have been his, and I was always running away with jewels that weren't mine. I had a favorite saying, too. I live to steal, and I steal to live. That started for me in a big way when I made it back to Miami in 1967. 
After stealing tens of millions of dollars in jewelry with the dinnertime burglars, it ended for me 23 years later. Chapter 1 They have a license to steal, but we don't need one. Carlo Gambino, Mafia Boss A license to steal, Walter T. Shaw's memoirs, big deal. Who wants to read Walter T. Shaw's memoirs? Memoirs are all about remembering, and I don't like to go back. Why go through it again? I created a nightmare of a life for myself by doing some terrible things to people, and I justified my actions every time. I still say it all started when I was a kid. It makes for a good story to tell about my week at the age of 13 in the old Senate office building in Washington, D.C., my dad was being questioned at the McClellan subcommittee hearings in August 1961, and I sat there looking at his back. The television cameras were turned...